Yeah. I think I'm so tired. Cause I saw so many people this weekend. It's like I did the beach on Saturday mm. all day. And then Sunday I went out and I'm just like, and you got into aggressive confrontations <laughs> with angry white men, angry. Oh my God. I like, men. I was like, Oh my God. Like what came over me? I guess it was just one too many shoves in the bathroom line for miss Allie. He was like engaging me and pushing my buttons. And I was like, bad idea. Yeah, well, you got the wrong one on the right day, buddy. When they're asking for it, he was asking for it a little bit. So I said I was going to punch him in the face if he didn't shut up. So, <laughs> so what? Oh my god, I'm so shot. So yeah, but some people right. get some people get energized by being out and about and like you know being social. Some people I envy those people who like get energized by that because it just makes me tired. Yeah, same. You th- you find people exhausting too. Sometimes, yeah, especially people that have been drinking and people that just are obnoxious anyway. Like, yeah, that's why I don't really go to bars much or live shows that are in bars because it's just not not my style. Yeah, one of the last the like later bars we went to, I took a little chair and like moved it outside and it just like sat in a corner outside. I was like, I'm good, like go dance or whatever. I'm gonna sit where I sent you that picture. I was like sitting, I was like with my little water cup. I was just like, I'm good. No, I'm putting myself in a timeout. I just threaded someone. <laughs> Take a minute and breathe. I'm good. I don't want to go. Breathe. I don't want to go dance to the black eyed peas right now. I'm really fine. Like I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good on all that. So right yeah so long weekend but a good one good yeah good hi everybody welcome to the kink positive podcast i'm that bad teacher and i'm master arch We're a dominant sub from opposite sides of the country that come together every week to share our love of kink and BDSM. And we'll be sharing our perspectives as a professional dom and a professional educator. This podcast will contain adult topics and themes, so consider yourself warned. We hope to lend our perspectives as kink professionals, but we are not therapists or medical professionals. Follow us on Instagram at kinkpositivepodcast, at elementalkink, and at thatbadteacher. My Twitter is at all for arch, and you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash kinkpositivepodcast for ad-free video episodes. Do you want to introduce our topic for today? Um, today's topic is mental BDSM, mindfuck, humiliation, and everything non-physical hands off right hands off hands on with a hands-off topic (laughs) hands-off approaches to kink yeah hands-off approaches to kink that would be good yeah well we were just saying like the term mind fuck we like it but kind of not we think it does sound a little bit like trying to sound tough yeah I, i i the only people that i've heard really use that like when you ask them what it means they have a hard time explaining it. They're like, well, it's when you, you know, mentally mess with someone's head in consensual ways. And I mean, I think messing with someone's head in consensual ways is a good way to put it. But I think that it requires a level of intimacy that you don't get from pickup play. You know, and the negotiations probably are going to look a lot different. So when you're meeting someone and you're playing with someone, you negotiate like, okay, so how do you feel about bondage? How do you feel about, you know, tightness of bondage? How do you, you know, you can kind of break things down to every last negotiation as far as sensation, as far as what they can expect. But I think with mental play, like, unless you have the experience with it, you're not going to just pick someone up and do that. It's not as simple. Right. I think it's the type of play that's more fun with someone that you know well or that knows you well, because it can get into your mind a little bit more. Right. Right. I think that rapport has a lot to do with it. I think that knowing that the intimacy that you're sharing will involve insecurity. It will involve um, vulnerability in a whole new way. 
Right. Definitely a negotiated thing. Just like, you know, pretty much everything we talk about here, obviously, but yeah, mind fucking is something we want to talk about beforehand before we mm-hmm. start doing it or mind play. Like we, I said, I wasn't going to call it that, but like hands off BDSM or whatever. Right. If you want to call it like mental, I don't know, mental games. I think there's a difference between mind fucking and someone who's just like a little bit tricky or like a little bit like mischievous in their dominance or, you know, just being able to describe that aspect of yourself as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that mind fucking someone, it's a little thing. It's a little switch you can add to the scene to add a little bit of flavor to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that there are scenes of pure mind fuckery, (laughs) so (laughs) to speak. But I think that adding elements to other scenes can kind of enhance the scenes somehow. Like if you're doing an interrogation, blindfolding them adds something to it. It takes away the senses. It takes away the ability to see the interrogator and it puts them in a space of a little bit enhanced vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I think that enhanced vulnerability is kind of the goal of mental play. You know, whereas when we play with impact or bondage that enhances the sexual experience and I think mind play enhances the enhancement like it's Mm -hmm. one more thing that you can add on top of to kind of enhance the experience or enrich the experience when we had Brian from chaotic kink on we were talking about the acrylic knives that he makes Mm -hmm. and you had asked if potentially you could put it in the freezer to make it cold to make it feel like steel so if someone were blindfolded that would be a type of you know mind fucking yeah you know and Um, i think that with any type of mental play you your mileage may vary obviously but sensory deprivation really enhances any type of experience when you're doing mental it helps people go into trance faster it helps people be more more vulnerable more mentally vulnerable you know um it just it allows less distraction Mm -hmm. you know definitely makes the person more focused right and i think with impact play like it's not necessary because you're giving them a physical something that kind of reminds them constantly that you're here, you're here now, you're here with me now, we're in this together. Whereas mental stuff, the connection that you'd have with the bottom or with the sub that it it goes beyond that. It's really beyond that. It's It's not something you can do in a crowded dungeon. You need to be close quarters, intimate with each other, you know, one-on-one over the phone whatever it takes so it's a good it's a good skill to have regardless of what type of relationship you know you're going to have close or far Mm -hmm. you know because it's a thread that can keep the dynamic going when you're not together so i think you could say that about creativity in general sure you know yeah just it's something that creative doms are the ones to watch out for I would say more so because they have the ability to get into your head rather than just be practitioners of a action. Well, creative, perceptive, you know, and adaptable and not just doing their topping their way, but attuning to their, you know, to their people for sure. Right. Yeah. Creativity definitely goes along with. Yeah. Yeah. And imagination and imagination. Right. You know, because you're you're using rather than a sub's back or a sub's butt as the canvas, like you're using their head. And that is way, way more rich. You, you know? mentioned the word trance, like a trance-like state. Mm-hmm. Um, hypnosis as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about hypnosis at all? Yeah. As far as hands-off play? I mean, I think that it can be hands-on and hands-off in some respects because the word trance, like, 
subspace is considered trance Mm -hmm. you know so if you're hitting someone hard enough you can get them into a trance like place if you're Mm -hmm. hitting them hard enough and rhythmically enough you can get them into a type of like hypnotic trance hypnosis in its purest form is just allowing someone's mind to relax enough to be open to the power of suggestion and you're not going to be able to suggest something or make someone do something that they don't already want to do so there's a lot of misinformation that you can kind of wave a crystal in front of someone's eyes and tell them they're going to cluck like a chicken like they have to have that with inside them already you know so during pre-negotiations you can put in triggers like how would you feel if i made you cluck like a chicken i wouldn't have a problem with that that's the brain telling you that I'm open to that idea. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it it flows freely. It doesn't put a hard stop on things to be like, no, that is something I say no to. It opens up the mind to that idea and be like, yeah, I could do that. You know, mm-hmm. I know it sounded chicken mates. That's something I can access. That's something that's kind of embedded in me. I don't have to think too hard about it, you know, and it's feasible. So, okay that's allowed um i'm gonna make you every time you hear the word orgasm you feel it all over your body that's another thing because the body recognizes what that feels like and what that internally feels like for that person so it's putting the trigger with an action with a feeling so by negotiating that putting that trigger in there and then when you have them in trance and you say things like orgasm the body recognizes that it's supposed to react a certain type of way because Mm -hmm. you've already talked about that you've already suggested that you've already made that clear as your intent and the body is not having any mental walls put up around that when did you first start learning about hypnosis and practicing it um I learned years ago through Night Flirt. I had a customer that called me and he spent hours and hours and hours teaching me everything there was to know about inductions, about post-hypnotic suggestions, about triggers i mean i just got a 101 to 201 to 301 course through him just asking questions through learning through him not really going under for me but like explaining how the mind works in a everybody term but making it individual for the person like this works for everybody but the person that you're going to be talking to might want this so this is how individual it is this is how unique it is to this person you know because everybody has different triggers around different things Mm -hmm. and whether you can go under or not and have those things brought to the surface is another story. Like there's some people that are just like, I can't be hypnotized. It doesn't work for me. And it's like, well, it doesn't work for you because you've already told your mind and your body that it's closed. It's not going to work for me. It's a closed mind. It's a closed body. It's a closed set. Mm. The people that do take to hypnosis are more the people that are agreeable suggestible or i mean do you think agreeable that's that's interesting do you mean do you mean more open to that like people who are open yeah and and the people that don't give up a fight about it you know because the people that can't be hypnotized will tell you immediately that they can't be hypnotized that wall is up right 
there's no bringing it down it's just done and it just, that's like with anything else yeah if someone's not interested in learning about something or being open to it it's right but right. again the brain is telling you that this wall is up like you mm-hmm. feel it's a feeling with inside you that this does not work right like a fixed mindset versus right. how could i make this work or you know accepting it in that way mm-hmm I would assume meditation is a good practice for people that are into this. Do you find people who meditate are better able to access that part of themselves faster I don't have or do an you not really know? I don't really I would know. Think, I would think so. I would absolutely think so. I started meditating like just a couple of years ago um, mm-hmm. and I actually haven't done it in a little while, but lots of people will be like, oh, I can't meditate. It does not work for me. And it's like, well, tell me the 10 different ways that you've already tried. Cause if you're just trying to close your eyes and sit in one spot, like that doesn't work for everybody, but there's lots right. of ways to meditate, but some people are just like, right. no, it's not for me. So I think that that mindset might block a lot of people, you know, um, in lots of different areas, right. but right. So you had mentioned some one-on-one things there and you said a few different words. You said induction. Is that what you Mm -hmm. had said? So what Mm -hmm. do those words mean? So an induction is basically the beginning where you introduce the relaxation technique, you introduce triggers, you introduce, you know, what just the parameters around the place that you're going to play. And then with the post-hypnotic suggestions, you feel that they're in a place of trance you feel like they're in a place of open-mindedness that they can absorb whatever it is that you're trying to get them to do or an action that can be performed but it's all based on suggestion it's all based on you may feel this you may not you you know it's not you're going sleep you know it just yeah it's not the cartoon version that we're used to or like the, the cruise ship version how right. is that what how is that different is that not real hypnosis or i think that the people that he would be picking are predetermined to be suggestible are predetermined to be good candidates for mm-hmm. this because the more suggestible someone is like when they're relaxed they're going to be agreeable with pretty much everything, mm-hmm. you know, like when they feel danger, when they feel shock, when they feel all these, that's going to hinder you, you know? So getting someone to relax enough to use the sound of your voice, like a guided meditation, you know, breathe with me, follow with me, right? go there with me, you know? And then let's talk about this in the next segment, you may feel a tingling in your foot you may feel something in your head a little fuzzy in your head you know giving them things that when you're meditating you may notice these things Mm -hmm. you know good meditation you will notice when your brain switches off when you're you know when you're matching your breathing when you're in that place and i'm i'm gonna say trance because it feels kind of the same way of trance of mm-hmm. i'm meditating i can't believe it i'm actually meditating i'm actually doing the thing right right hypnosis is the same thing you're just you're their guide you know and the things that you're giving them the tasks that you're giving them the suggestions you're giving them may be there or they may not be there but if they're not there, it's okay with the brain too. And it doesn't give them that absolute. It doesn't give them, you may be feeling this. Well, then your brain's like, but I'm not feeling this. And it takes you out of that space of like, you know, like, am I doing this wrong? So I think that- A lot of focus required. It's a ton of focus that's not, required. Not like, right? not like a passive thing. I think maybe it's assumed to be a passive thing where you are hypnotizing the person and the person is just falling. Whereas like the person themselves have to be in that place where they are able, like Mm -hmm. you said, to give it over and to focus on, well, stay stay the course. And I think that's why we use spirals. That's why we use, you know, like moving back, like, Oh, you mean like a physical spiral, something that they can focus on that makes their eyes tired, that makes their brain shut off a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm you know, and it just, it puts them into a place of suggestion. It puts them into a place that now that you're focused on the spiral, now that you're focused on this 
distraction that's relaxing you be it a mandala uh you know whatever it is in meditation um it enhances the experience it helps keep focus it helps remind the person's brain that they're in this does that make sense yes so but with post-hypnotic suggestions like i said it's it's not a matter of when you wake up you're going to cluck like a chicken again it's going to be you're going to feel something that may or not be there you're going to feel relaxed about accepting this feel relaxed about doing this and performing in this certain type of way you know i mean everybody does it differently but i think there are some cornerstones that people touch on regardless of how they're doing it you know and this is something that you offer to clients that's available i have yes okay i i prefer to do it with people that are enthusiastic about it rather Mm -hmm. than market myself as a hypnotist because it's like then i get the people that are like i can't be hypnotized it's like you mean you called me on a hypno line to tell me this doesn't work for you why are we talking then like you know like and the thing about that like it could be jealousy that i wish this worked for me like i've seen this work for people and this is a type of play i really want to do but Mm -hmm. i can't wrap my head around the fact that it actually works you know and it only works if you accept it as whatever it is you know like modality so you said the induction and then you said the triggers which you're mentioning which is just like setting that up and yeah and you know understanding again listening to someone and understanding where they're coming from where they've been the triggers that you're going to put in them could just be something as simple as when you see a picture here's an example of a client when you see a picture of a waterfall you will feel an enormous sense of relaxation wash over your body and just associating those two things together and then talking about the waterfall talking about how gently it's moving how smoothly it's moving how fluid it is your body feels the same way as that waterfall you become Mm. one with the waterfall picture the waterfall again using your mind's eye to picture these things and really feel you know and that suggestibility and that ability to provide such a rich brain environment to be able to feel what a waterfall would feel like you know and like it's different for everybody it's different for everybody well they say that when athletes are measured neurologically like with tests they've done and things if they've ran a race in real life or if they imagine themselves running the race the same neurotransmitters fire off Mm -hmm. so i mean i would definitely think accessing your uh your mind's eye like you said if you're someone who practices meditation it would really you know enhance enhance all of those experiences because you can take your mind through it i think that's why a lot of things in kink work for people right because of that yeah well, you know embedded as, familiarity that you, yes, your brain yes. does know what it is yes and as the top extracting those and kind of using them against you for lack of a better word to get mm-hmm. you to the point of relaxation or get you to the point of suggestion get you to the point of whatever the goal is you know all right and it just it 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 works again better with people that can actually go there people that are in touch with inner touch mind body connection yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and that takes time you know like Mm -hmm. it takes a minute to like be able to trust someone to go under in their presence Mm -hmm. like again like i think that avid hypno 
bottoms will recognize when someone is amateur because they know what trance is like they know where they've been before right and you're just not cutting it you know like so this is different from like mind fucking or like mind games whereas like those are more short-term like tricking you in the moment type of thing versus an intentional we're going to put you in this mental space yeah it tricks the brain into thinking something else is happening that's not that's impending danger like it just it puts emotions into people it can cause panic it can cause fear it can cause you know anxiety it can cause all these things but as the top it's your job to mitigate that and Mm -hmm. it's your job to like assure the sub that even though your mind thinks that you're in danger right now you're safe and that's a real skill because again anybody can flog somebody anybody can spank somebody and bring about the endorphin rush and bring about subspace and bring about that trance space but the hypnotists are the ones that go deeper than that and find how they can trigger that how they can work with that how they can mold that maybe reframe it restructure it so you think about it differently in the future and then with mind fucking you're tricking the brain into thinking it's in danger in peril and whatever and as the dom you're kind of the hero that comes in and saves the day and like hey i saved you from that so Mm -hmm. you know aren't i the good guy you know like i don't know that's just been my experience with that right you know thank you for explaining because it's new it's a new thing to me it's a new not a new uh concept but it's not something i've done before and i had been approached about it like a couple months ago and it was just wasn't something i pursued but definitely (laughs) would Mm -hmm. research first and negotiate with someone that i know not something i would do pickup play wise i was talking to arch before we started recording about these older gentlemen in my local community who do fire play like that's their big things they were taught they're like experts in this you know in this arena and they're well known and i had met them out and they were speaking to me about how they run their scenes like this two people like one person's there for safety like this like this like one of them is a doctor and also a former teacher and like you know they were just explaining to me everything and how it all works and they had mentioned that like the sensation what it feels like and then they were like oh yeah we do some like mind fucking with people like you know i don't know how they they didn't explain how but they just said we do mind fucking during our scenes which was something that i that while i think is cool and interesting that I wouldn't do from with someone that I, you know, didn't know or that I was doing pickup play with. So I had said, right. I was like, yeah, if we ever do fire scene together, do not fuck with me. I want to know yeah. exactly what's happening, where it's happening, what's happening. Because I think like, it's good. They bought it up because I think very quickly you could get into a place of mistrust when the top is like playing that way and you're not prepared for it. Right. It's always good to put out your intent. I've talked about this, like consent and intent should go hand in hand, you know? So if like you're playing with someone and you tell them, this is what I'm going to do to you. And this is my intent in doing this to you. And the power high or the, whatever it is, the, that the top gets from applying pain to someone could be taken to a mind fuck level, but not negotiating that first is probably in bad form especially like we were talking on our previous episode with um aaron about um neurodiversity and stuff especially if you're someone who takes people's words very literally for like Mm -hmm. what they mean and they're going to try to play with language and kind of you know Mm -hmm. i think that's another thing too because like all unless it's like negotiated i'm aware of it i take everything like very literally i think a lot of people do so i think that's again just like something to be negotiated because it could go from like, I trust you to like, I like, you know, like you're not doing what you said you were going to do. Right. And I think with fire play, it's a little bit easier to mind fuck someone because sure. we have an idea that fire is going to burn us. Mm-hmm. That, that is embedded in our heads. And then reframing that to just be like, no, this is like a massage. We use a you know, a glove to like put it, you know, like Mm -hmm. that first instance of saying, we're going to set you on fire. Like 
your body doesn't know until you are in that position to know what this is going to feel like or to know what this is going to be like. And if people are bringing flames close to your body and you can feel the heat, like that puts you in a place of panic, Mm -hmm. you know, and being able to trust that person to do things to you with something as harmful as fire that could be a mind fuck. I mean, sure. And it, well, it was good. They had mentioned it right away. That that was part of how, you know what I mean? Like how they play with fire. And this is again, something that at, I think like in front of other people at events, like I'm sure they also do it, you know, however else they play, but, um, I'm assuming that that's part of the effect. If like, there are people watching that is part of like the, you know, Right. The, their mind fuck is part of like their play versus like I'm just introducing you really nicely to fire right now like just mm-hmm. me and you you know more of like a performative type right. thing so again like they've been doing this for a long time so they mentioned it right away that that was part of uh how they navigate that right but I thought it was interesting so the difference yeah. between mind fucking and like hypnosis uh for sure as far yeah, as there, longevity yeah. and lo- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's a definite difference between the two we talked about kind of starting those types of scenes and like what the components done. We didn't talk about ending those types of scenes or aftercare for those types of scenes or anything like that. Well, I think aftercare for any type of mental play is reassuring the bottom that everything is going to be okay. And that they did a really good job going somewhere that they've never gone before. You know, positive reinforcement really helps the brain recognize that that's something that could be done again. You know, it, get, it it builds on an already rich experience and gives the mind permission to go there again. I think you anytime know? you do something for the first time and it's successful like that, that you're like, oh, like, you know, and you can naturally kind of wonder like, well, I wonder what else, you know, mm-hmm. we could do or um, other ways that I could, you know, lean into that. I can't believe that worked. I can't believe I had that was so good or whatever the case would be. Right. And you know. these mental tops are banking on that, you know, banking on what? Just that it goes well and right. that your brain is tricked enough to think that, hey, I could do that again and I could go further next time. Something happens within the brain that goes from I'm freaked as fuck about this to I want to do this again. There's something that happens internally that even without the top there practicing or uh, applying whatever modality, like the brain will switch and I think that with mental play, it doesn't have the same check-ins. It doesn't have the same, like it, it's so much different than physical play because you're already checking in with their subconscious. You're already covering the things that if you were playing physically, you have, you know, you, you do these things. We talked about that when we spoke about distance play, you had said very similar that the reassurance that they did a good job and that they're still mm-hmm. a good person and they're still worthwhile, or, you know, if you had done degradation or yeah. um, anything like that, just closing the gap. Yeah. And it makes me wonder kind of about degradation and stuff that like really flips that switch for some people. If maybe that ability to fetishize worthlessness or fetishize, a feeling that people don't often embrace switches the head to enjoyment because they do get that positive reinforcement afterwards. Right. And they do get that kind of like nobody's ever gone there before. Like it just, it's, it's such a. Well, the praise balances it out for sure with any type of, uh, with any of that, you know, just the recognition, Mm -hmm. because it is, it's a lot to undergo. And I think that it's the, the recognition and stuff makes it sweeter, but being able to, it's, I think it's all about the person, like being able to do those things with this specific person that you know and trust. And like having, like you were talking about degradation, like having those types of words and experiences and things that you think are bad and that would be bad coming from anybody else could be really good coming from this person because and you know, obviously it's negotiated and part of the play, but I th- the way you described it with the switch flipping, it's really interesting point because we do kind of turn things on at their head in that way we're like oh this is a good thing like i never thought well, I would like and this, also but. making the head feel calm enough and stating your intent you know if the if you're wanting to do something with somebody i think the ability to say that i want to do this because of 
X, Y, or Z, the brain recognizes that as safety. The brain recognizes that as, oh, they want to do something crazy to me, but they want to do it to make me better. Like, I think there's a switch that also gets flipped when you attribute positive outcome to why you want to do something. When I was approached about hypnosis the first time, you know, just something that had come up and I had asked about why, why is this something you want to do? Why is something that you enjoy? You know, that kind of thing. And the person said that it's like, that it makes them feel very trusted, trusted and and cared for because it's like the bottom is leaving the top alone with themselves. Like I'm leaving you alone with myself, like with my inner person, inner child, whatever. It's kind of as though like you leave the room and you're leaving me alone with you. Mm-hmm. You're leaving me alone with yourself. And that's like a powerful thing for them. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that makes it. That's a good I way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a really good way to put it. Like you're leaving me alone with yourself. Like, yeah. Well, okay. and I think too, with hypnosis, like it allows for more, like there are things you can do to kind of help enhance the enhancement as well. Like I was saying, So it's like the security that's needed in a physical scene might not be the same for a mental scene because how do I put this? Like you are, you are trusting someone with your essence. Like you said, like there's no physical reminder like if you're being spanked whipped flogged whatever constantly being like oh this person is hurting me oh this person is hurting me oh this person is hurting me Mm -hmm. the surrender that occurs after physical bdsm of repeated impact is different than the surrender of someone that their brain just told them that it's okay to be left with this person Mm. is that yeah i mean i'm sure that i'm sure that I'm sure there's some crossover there as far as like trance-like states and, you know, between like yeah. the physical and the mental part. But if you are having one or the other, yes, I see. I see what you well, mean. And using the word trance again, like we can call subspace trance. Right. Like just because you're not able to be hypnotized doesn't mean you're able to go to trance places. Mm-hmm. Yes, know? exactly. That's that kind of. Yeah, that's kind of what so, I'm saying. Like, you know, even though you're, if you're not in a hypnosis scene, you could still get into a trans-like state. And mm-hmm. at that time, your mind might leave the room. You know what I mean? A little bit, like, you know, it's still, right. but it's not, but that that is not the ultimate and all only goal, you know, of that, that particular scene maybe. But right. whereas the hypnosis would be the focus in that type of mind mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And just stating your intention gives people an idea of where you're coming from. Like it's easier for the brain to comprehend. I don't have your best intention in mind. than I do have your best intention in mind. And then fucking that trust up. Yeah. That's a real risk for sure. But yeah. and telling then... someone ahead of time, look, I do not have your best intention in mind with this. We're just going to explore. We're going to, we're just going to see, you know. Of someone's honest about that. You're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they do not have their best intention in mind? Yeah. And I don't think like saying I don't have your best intention in mind is what you would say, but like knowing that you're playing with someone who's a little bit nefarious. If you if they're that, that type of person. Yeah, well, yeah. that's you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely listen yeah. to your doms if they say that. Sure. Yeah. I just think there should be more people admitting that. Yeah, you know, I understand what you're saying now. Like sure. Owning that and like yeah. being real with that and not acting like you're this moral, mm. ethical person when, yes, you may have morals. Yes, you may have ethics, but maybe you're doing BDSM because it allows you to be a little bit more loose with that. Right. You know? I think that takes t- getting to know yourself, that takes time to learn those mm-hmm. things about yourself and then to have the conviction to say those things. Mm-hmm. really yeah really important because then you give the person the opportunity if they want to pursue things you know with you or yeah, it's not all about choice. based on that yeah all about choice and being up front i understand now absolutely so, right right i mean 
Yeah. I, it's a green flag in a way too, because like usually people that are trying to like fuck you over or like really, like, you know what I mean? Like have your worst intention in mind, like people that, you know, they don't say that they won't say like, Hey, I don't have your best interest at heart. I'm like the, the nefarious type of person. They'll be nice and hide that and do it kind of under the, like under the rug in a non-consensual way, you know, versus like having these conversations. I understand what you're saying. Right. Very good point. Yeah. Maybe talk about what aftercare looks like in scenes like this. Well, you had mentioned the, for aftercare, you mentioned the, you know, the affirmation and the checking mm-hmm. in on people, a lot more communication. You had said checking in regularly, you know, like you would after an in-person scene, but just keeping in mind that, you know, someone just went through something heavy and mm-hmm. texting or talking to on the phone or, or things like that. Right. What would you say it's like for you as a top, the aftercare in a situation like that? For hypno? Yeah reassurance that what we did worked and impacted you because that gives me the confidence to keep going and know what worked and just like general yeah. feedback what worked general and- feedback is always good on those types of yeah. scenes you know what do you think about doms that walk that walk around really like you said kind of bragging and talking about the mind fucking thing like oh i'm like i mind fuck people like you blah 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 like what do you think about that I think that there are buzzwords that run rampant through the BDSM world that make people appear more powerful than they actually are. Like, I'm not saying that everyone that goes around saying I'm into mind fucking is not good at it or anything, but I do think it's one of those things that people try to use to sound cool. Maybe sometimes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit. Well, I I did want to say too, like the definition of hypnosis is the induction of a state of consciousness in which a person apparently loses the power of voluntary action and is highly responsive to suggestion or direction. There you go. So they go in knowing that there's going to be a power exchange. They go in knowing that they are losing control and being open to suggestion, being open to direction allows the sub brain to be happy i mean they're looking for that direction and suggestion anyway so i mean it's weird how that definition could be so blanket like it could blanket bdsm too yes i agree it just it doesn't when you break it down like that like it it applies to everything we do in bdsm not just talking someone into something or hypnosis scenes that's why i said trances everywhere trances yeah well said well if you guys have ever done any hypno play you need to let us know then let us know what we're what we're missing out on here what your experience was like i'm sure it's Mm -hmm. different for everybody yeah and i mean i think that too with hypnosis you're giving these suggestions and you're also just painting this image or this picture in their head of what you want them to do or how you want them to perform and it all needs to be realistic but it can be fantastic at the same time again i mean it just it's the power of the mind so suggesting things and making reference to things in the suggestible mind will be retained more than just the literal mind, you know and to just the ability to have a creative head and just the suggestions you're giving them again are nothing they don't want to do already. You're giving them things that may or may not. You're giving them that, you know, you may feel this, you may not feel this, because if they don't feel it, their brain is going to recognize that can't do, can't process, you know, like it won't, it won't work. So yeah, definitely need commitment there on both ends to try mm-hmm. to make something out of it. Yep. And everybody has a different technique. You know, everybody has a different way to do it. Mm -hmm. Practice with yourself. It's something you could definitely practice with yourself too. What do you mean? Just self-hypnosis, just, you know, guided meditation. Mm -hmm. Guided meditation. I think meditation is a good tool of visualizing things and is a really Mm -hmm. good tool to have if you're going to be in kink on either, you know, any perspective. Well, creative mind good meditation will cause trans states too so 
Oh yeah. And being able to access your mind's eye, I think is another, just, a, I know I already said that, but it's another huge thing. So like hip, uh, meditating when you're staring at something can, can help, but also like closing your eyes and centering your vision, it, you know, like in a specific spot, like you'll start to, your mind will make pictures. Cause that's what it does, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a good skill to have. Well, so I always- and having somebody put those pictures in your head mm-hmm. and talk you, you through know, it after you induce somebody deepening, you know, progressive relaxation, deep breathing, counting, those are all things that like enhance the experience. Right. Layering. Yeah. You could do, you could do a lot with the senses. And then after you deepen, you can put in post-hypnotic suggestions where you can say that the next time you do this, you may feel this. And that's to counter problems with behavior or to stop an addictive habit or to alter a response to pain i mean there's just different ways of using it to rewire the brain to get the expected outcome and those post-hypnotic suggestions are where the real meat is where the real you know like this is how it's going to be from now on hopefully if you have that much impact and you have that much rapport with the person those things can be done it's a wonderful way to play with the right people Mm. Is there a particular type of like process you go through for that? How would you go about vetting someone as a bottom for hypnosis? I think people that have had hypnotic experience are all automatic, like the people, the people that like it, like it, you know, Mm -hmm. and the people that know what it is and how it works and how it affects them like it even more. And what would you recommend for someone vetting a top for hypnosis? I think that experience as well. Yeah. Experience and your brain will like, you will know within minutes of talking to someone, if this is going to work or not, you know, like, okay, good advice. So you're saying follow your instincts there, right? The guy that taught me saw potential in me because of my voice and my ability to paint visual pictures he saw my imagination as a tool that could be used in combination with my voice that i'm already using on night flirt the combination of those two combined with the fact that the people that are really into it are really into it you know i mean i have a guy that when he's in hypnotic trance he can switch between a robot an ATM machine, a foot liquor, like he has different personas within his subconscious that can be accessed through hypnosis. Very interesting. And when he's in robot mode, he speaks in programming code. When he's in foot slave mode, you have to take him back to the very first time that he ever smelled a guy's feet. You're able to like listen to the things he says when he's in those places to lead him further and deepen the experience i mean there have been so many calls where when he was in robot state i would be like list all available files files listed are x y and z open file x list all contents file x contains images pictures sounds sound bites you know like it's breaking it down to what do you remember about this? Go back to that time. And just going back to that place of what do you remember about this? The rich details that come in and trans state with him are so vivid. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I've done hours of calls that are list all files, tell all available files, open file this, list all contents open subfile pictures you know and he's able to access every single interaction he has such a photographic memory that he can Mm -hmm. access these things or these files quote that are memories that he has and it just it's amazing to me talking to him because speaking to someone in that language and having them respond to that language while they're under 
just amazes me. And what do you do with a photographic memory? How do you how do you use that to your advantage? How do you use that to recall things that turn you on? And then when you're in a space of like remembering them and you're turned on, what do you do with that? So you kind of lay all that out for them. Yeah. Take absolutely. them through it and see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and my good friend that died of cancer were doing a number on this guy. Like 100%. Like he knew his triggers. I know his triggers. We would both kind of ping pong them back and forth between us because we know his triggers. And then the saddest part of it was when my friend died he ended up like the slave ended up calling me and I put him into robot mode and he's like one file remains and I'm like list file name and he's like file rock god and that was my friend that died and I'm just like open file rock god and he gave me from the very first interaction with him to the very last interaction with him memory after memory after memory after memory of everything they had done together and it just it was his way of processing the death it was his way of reminiscing it was just it was super emotional it's beautiful hearing Sad. all his memories mm. through a hypnotic trance because his happy like human couldn't comprehend that he was gone but robot Kim had happy memories to remind human Kim mm. of what they shared. And I had never heard what their calls were like. I had never been the fly on the wall. I just got the client after Rock God had like bounced him over to me and be like, hey, I put him in trance, get him to do this, get him to do that, get him to do that. It's like, okay, one, two, three, and I'm going to send you back to Rock God and go you know and like he'd go back to him after i would exploit those things that he got out of him and because me and the slave hadn't talked but me and the other top had talked me and rock had talked he was so amazed that like i was bringing these memories up like some of those memories of when he got involved with feet like actually made him age regress to the age that he was when he first did that in that field with those visual spatial sensual mm -hmm. accents and i don't know if it was trauma i don't know if the kid like pinned him down to the ground and made him sniff his foot but there was something that kept those memories locked in there mm -hmm. fascinating from what, yeah from what i can tell it was a very traumatic experience like i said mm -hmm. it was it was a kid that was mean that bullied him that put him at his feet made him sniff his feet, made him lick his feet, you know, whatever as an act of power over him. And even then he recognized that this was something different. So. It's really interesting where people could go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So man, I just have memories of calls where it's just like, open this file, open that file. Just hours. It's really interesting. Hours. Just <laughs> recalling memories that he had of just this photographic memory he had of how really much cool. how much time we spent together what we talked about what we did what worked for him what didn't work for him it's an interesting way to get feedback as well oh yeah mm -hmm. tell me just what was in your file oh man just pictures <laughs> lots of foot stuff because i did lots of foot stuff with him mm -hmm. and i reminded him a lot of the kid that did that to him i don't mm -hmm. know what remind maybe the blue eyes or just the way i wore my hair or something triggered him to think that mm -hmm. you know my file all for master arch none for slave i mean that was you know i i put a trigger that every time i said master's favorite number he would send 25 dollars so part of the programming like close file open new file master's favorite number list file contents and i would hear him just be like do 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 send the 25 and be like file contents contain you know this 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 and this but just saying master's favorite number allowed him to trigger that and be like oh 25 needs to be sent 25 needs to be sent 25 you know it just 
It's definitely a certain type of head that responds to that. Hmm. Yeah. Is 25 your favorite number? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them. One of them. I have two. Is there a reason why it's your favorite? Because it looks cool on a digital clock. It's like 25. Cool. Okay. What's your second favorite number? 41. Are you making these up or are these? No, your real not at all. Numbers? Those okay. are my real favorite numbers. And I don't know why 25 and four. Like, I have no idea how those got locked in as favorite numbers, but I've always liked 25 and 41. Cool. So. Well, I don't have anything else on this, I don't think. What about you? I don't either. Awesome. Cool. I don't either. We could do our little send off and you could tell them to go to your page and you, you know, you have hypnosis stuff on your night flirt. If you want to send them to go look at that. Yeah. I mean, I have uh, a couple of videos that people seem to find trancing, entertaining and trancing. Um, the half smile. That was yeah. a big, that was a big smirk. <laughs> that was a big smirk. Um, they're just expensive. Okay. That's Interesting. all. You know, it's not for the entry level person by all means. Mm -hmm. So, okay. But the file that I have on there, like many people have bought and many people have seen what it can do, it's claimed some casualties for sure. Yeah. That, that has been the downfall of many, many a slave. Nice. Buying that video and keeping it on repeat while they do the thing that they do. It's you talking. It's me talking, it's music, it's visuals. There are triggers and subliminal messages hmm. all through that video. It is crazy how much stuff is going on in that video. And it really takes focus to get past the fast music, to get past the mantra, to really like hmm. see all the things that are going on. You know, so it's like if you're focusing, you'll see them. If you're not, you won't, but you'll hear things. So it just, it's very auditorily enhanced. Like there's just a lot of stuff going on that somebody who would pay attention to a spiral or would pay attention to a crystal going back and forth or whatever, like it takes that and it just amplifies it and puts it on a maniac level with really fast drum and bass going in the background. So it's very- Did you energy. make it? Me and Rock both made it. Oh, that's so nice. It was the last project we collaborated on together. Oh man. And it just, it's one of the, like, it was the start of things that we were gonna do together. Mm -hmm. And we just never got to because he died. So it just, it, it's a testimonial to, just that time in my life when we were working on global takeover <laughs> you know like we really wanted to take over the world and capture subs minds rather than you know like cute mm -hmm. yeah I've always done ever since I was taught like I was taught hypnosis so early in night flirt that like I've put up listings before that said that was my specialty but since then like it's something I can do but it's not all I do do you get something out of it? Do you enjoy it? I enjoy the length of the calls. I enjoy the fact that it's not just a, okay, I'm done now, click, where it's more just, it, it's a longer call. It's a deeper relationship. It's kind of how I feel. You know, some of my callers, I walk away being like, damn, like we really made a connection on that call. And I think that with hypnosis calls, those calls are very connecting because they last so long. And hypnosis, people really like their hypnotists. They're very mm -hmm. loyal to their hypnotists. So like I said, those those bot calls, hours. Oh, those are really, yeah, really long. You had, you had to be prepared long. for it. Prepared as I can be at three o'clock in the morning with you calling me wanting to be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very nice. But yeah, you can find the file that I'm talking about on my Night Flirt page. Um, yeah, they have to go to Night Flirt and then look up men and then they can put in Master Arch and find you. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yep. You guys could also find us at patreon.com slash kinkpositivepodcast. If you want to get our video episodes, you could do that for $20 a month. And there's nine up right now. So mm -hmm. there are a bunch of videos of us being knuckleheads together yep. on patreon.com. 
And you can find me at onlyfans.com slash that bad teacher. You could find him at allformasterarch.com and follow us on Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, Elemental Kink on Instagram and at that bad teacher and Kink Positive Podcast on Instagram. And we haven't we haven't been hypnotizing you guys this whole time, we swear. I mean maybe you haven't. That would be amazing. Maybe you haven't. We can get the whole audience to just cluck like a chicken next time they go to work or something. Mm -hmm. Anytime you hear our podcast, you're gonna get get an enormous, overwhelming sense to go to our Patreon. subscribe yeah and share it with friends right right yeah you might get sleepy listening to this but not not in a hypnosis way just because it doesn't interest you we're interesting as fuck yeah we are people are interested thanks for listening thanks for listening you guys you guys have been doing such a good job listening keeping up with things i mean people are keeping up with the new episodes and sharing them and stuff so thank you guys for that reach out to us anytime yeah next week we should be having my friend Evan come on who is an artist and a kinkster and all around great person so we're looking forward to speaking with Evan it'll be a fun one nice look forward to that me too all right everybody don't forget to stay kinky and stay positive and see you next Tuesday cons